WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Good Tuesday morning. Great to be back with you right here on the 50,000-watt front porch at 6 o'clock for our very first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, Trump and Teresa talk. More in one minute. And Trump takes the U.K. by storm. The latest next on Good Morning Orlando. Day two of President Trump's state visit to the U.K. takes him to 10 Downing Street. The president is set to meet with Prime Minister Theresa May, but they're not expected to hold private talks. May is on her way out. She says she'll resign later this week amid Britain's Brexit crisis. In wider talks, the U.S. side is expected to raise concerns as Britain considers hiring Chinese tech firm Huawei to work on communications infrastructure. Meanwhile, on the streets of London, anti-Trump protests are planned. In London, Simon Owen, Fox News. And we'll be following it all morning, five-hour time difference there, 11 a.m. in England. And President Trump is getting a win in court in his efforts to get money to pay for a border wall. A federal judge denying a request to block Trump from diverting money slated for other purposes toward building a wall on the border with Mexico. House Democrats sued the Trump administration over the president's declaration of a national emergency at the border, opening up those funds. The judge said the House lacked standing. Yeah, that's a big ruling in favor of the president. Hasn't had a lot with the judiciary. More good border news later in the show, Alan. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A 74-year-old Orlando man is dead after a single-vehicle accident in Seminole County. The Florida Highway Patrol says Norm Torres was westbound on State Road 434 last night. For an unknown reason, possibly a medical issue, Torres lost control of his SUV and left the roadway, traveled over the curb, through the grass, and crashed into the window place on 434. The accident remains under investigation. And I know you reported yesterday on the heartbreaking story over the weekend about a 75-year-old driver in Volusia County blew a stop sign at 40 miles an hour and killed a beloved uh, sheriff's deputy who was uh, on his bicycle. We're going to get into the restrictions on older drivers in the 7 o'clock hour, Alan. It's controversial, I know, but are these restrictions tough enough for those getting up in age? All right, bud, and unfortunately, we have another traffic uh, accident, fatal one to report about. This one in Orange County, where a pedestrian is dead after getting hit by a sheriff's deputy's patrol car. Rory O'Neill reports from our newsroom. The victim was hit last night while walking in Ocoee at State Road 50 and Blackwood Avenue. Neither the victim, who died at the scene, nor the deputy who was driving a marked car have been identified. So far, no charges have been announced. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Several guests are complaining that Universal Orlando Resort was slow to respond after they were electrically shocked on their feet while walking at the Volcano Bay attraction. Universal has only said that several employees were taken to the hospital as a precautionary measure, blaming the incident on technical issues. Tech giants like Google, Facebook, Amazon, and Apple are coming under scrutiny from Congress. The House Judiciary Committee is launching a sweeping antitrust investigation into the tech industry. The investigation comes as the Justice Department and the Federal Trade Commission are moving to divide antitrust oversight of tech giants between the two agencies. 
Meanwhile, Apple is holding its 2019 Worldwide Developers Conference in San Jose, California. CEO Tim Cook announcing the company is taking iTunes in a new direction. The future of Apple Music, our iTunes is not one app, but three. Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and Apple TV. Apple also announced a new operating system for the iPhone. It will feature a dark mode that is supposed to be easier on the eyes. Siri gets an upgrade, too. The voice will sound more natural and work better with Apple products when it comes to texting, phone calls, and sharing content with friends. I like the sound of Siri. They going to change Siri's voice? You guys like Siri? I like Siri. I mean, I'm not personally attached, but okay. it's okay. It's all right. Know. All right. Sorry. You, you, you just kind of hit me with that there, and it just kind of... You and Siri have a thing going on? No, What's, no, What no. is this all about? Does your, does your wife sh- know about this? Sh- stop. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Why I do can't I... do that. Oh, that's good, Melissa. This is it's the scary. guy who doesn't even have a smartphone, so I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like my flip phone. I have a dumb phone. It takes calls, and I send them out when I want to call. I'm sorry, Alan. Were you doing the news? I I forget. Sorry, man. I've been away a few days. I'm out of the flow here. I'm sorry. Well, I was pretty much done. I'm up to the point where I say (laughs) WFLA news time is 6.06. An Ohio farmer is lucky to survive after getting trapped in a grain silo. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Yeah, sounds like fun, doesn't it? Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. See, Alan, you had that nice, predictable Yaffe and Mark Logos, and now you got a loose cannon working next to you here. I'm back. Well, <laughs> you know, if I called you a loose cannon, that would be like the kettle calling the pot black. Wait, I want in on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You def you definitely have a couple of you know a couple of bolts that have backed out a quarter turn. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. Speaking of your cannon, anyway, it's great to be back with you all. The Bud Man, Alan Spector, Mike Yaffe, Melissa Fox on the fifty thousand watt front porch. Thanks to Yaffe for hosting yesterday. Mark Logos a couple of days at the end of last week, while Linda and I winged our way north. And how do they even live up there with the weather they have in the early? days of June in upstate New York for my Colgate University class reunion. So all our old buddies and uh, had a great, great time. But gee whiz, it's June. Some of the trees barely have their leaves on. It's 55 or 60 and raining sideways. How do you exp- how do you live with that in June, Alan? You know, after the past uh, couple of weeks in, in uh, Florida here, that sounds pretty good. Well, it does <laughs> to an extent. But, I mean, after a long winter to still have Mother Nature messing with you like that in June, I think has to be depressing. But it was nice to duck in and then duck out and be back here. At least we've got the A.C., the sun is shining, and... I am your solar-powered host, so I feel good, and I'm energized, and we are back. And we're going across the pond in a moment to catch up with the Donald and the Queen. So stay with us. That is coming right up. By the way, if you want to join the conversation on what's going on with Trump in the U.K., 407-916-5400, toll-free 866-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Ellen? Yeah, and I feel uh, Bud's impression of Queen Elizabeth coming on at any moment I'll this use morning. I'll sparingly. I'm I, sorry. I missed it yesterday, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, be that as it may, we do have an update of Orlando's traffic 
weather and news just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando. It is 6.09. Headlines right now by way of an update on the Virginia Beach mass shooting over the weekend that left 12 dead. The email the Virginia Beach shooting suspect sent before his attack is now public. Dwayne Craddock sent an email Friday morning announcing he was putting in his two weeks notice to leave his position as an engineer with the city of Virginia Beach. The 40-year-old cited personal reasons for his departure, but said it has been a pleasure to serve the city. Again, 12 dead. Motives still unknown. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories throughout the morning on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Yeah, he looks to me right now that um, the limousine has pulled up carrying President Trump and First Lady Melania and uh, appears they're about to go in and meet with Theresa May, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it looks like that. They just got out of the limousine, actually arriving at 10 Downing Street. All right, so that is happening, and we will keep you up to date all morning on uh, developments over there. Things get more serious today. Policy is going to be discussed, and not a whole lot of time with May because she's the ultimate lame duck. She's out as of Friday. Um, you know, the president is the ultimate counterpuncher, and the anti-Trump media machine is just beating on him relentlessly. But I'm going to his defense on a couple of things. He's the counterpuncher here. While he's in the air, before he even lands in London for these meetings, all in association with the observance of the 75th anniversary of D-Day, both in England and over in Europe. Uh, and, of course, all of that comes up. The official date is two days from now, June 6th, 1944, 2019. He gets ripped in an op-ed by the Trump-hating mayor of London, this guy, Sadiq Khan. And Trump gets on the ground and he counter-punches. He didn't start this um, or tweeting Sadiq, or Sadiq Khan, who by all accounts, he's the Muslim mayor, and their bad blood goes all the way back to the Trump Muslim ban. You remember that? You know? And they've got an out-of-control problem with a militant Muslim population in London that was sufficient enough to get this guy, as a Muslim, elected mayor of this, of this great British city. You know, and, and, and he ripped Khan as a counterpunch. You know, he's done a terrible job as the mayor of London. He's a stone-cold loser. Reminds me of our very dumb and incompetent mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio, who's running for president on the Democrat side. Uh, and, and so there we go with that. And then, well, he, he, he gets on uh, Duchess Meghan Markle's case um, because she, when he was running for president— and she was over here living her life in America before she attached herself to British royalty and married Prince Harry. She was ripping Trump horribly. Apparently Trump didn't know much about it. So he wrote that, yeah, I didn't realize that she was nasty. And supposedly he calls her nasty. I don't think so. It's a counterpunch, uh, no question about it. Uh, but but I think she deserves it, and rightfully so. I'm sorry. You hit Trump, he's going to hit back. 
That's Trump 101. Here is the queen alongside the president who was looking stunning in a white tie, I thought. And the 93-year-old Queen Elizabeth is a remarkable figure. Here she is sidestepping all of the controversies and doing what she does so well, uh, offering a toast at the state dinner last night. Visits by American presidents always remind us of the close and long-standing friendship between the United Kingdom and the United States. And I'm so glad that we have another opportunity to demonstrate the immense importance that both our countries attach to our relationship. And the president, I thought, was every bit as classy in his comments with the queen by his side. This evening, we thank God for the brave sons of the United Kingdom and the United States who defeated the Nazis and the Nazi regime and liberated millions from tyranny. The bond between our nations was forever sealed in that great crusade. As we honor our shared victory and heritage, we affirm the common values that will unite us long into the future. Freedom, sovereignty, self-determination, the rule of law, and reference for the rights given to us by Almighty God. Trump in white tie and tails and Melania looking absolutely stunning as always. It was quite a scene. More coming up as it unfolds live during our show this morning. Um, The president now entering 10 Downing Street to hold talks with outgoing Prime Minister Theresa May. And uh, your reaction to my take on Trump being beaten up by the Trump-hating American media when all he did was counterpunch the mayor of London, the Muslim mayor who ripped him in an op-ed as he he was touching down in Air Force One, and then the Meghan Markle comment. She was nasty to him during the campaign. Can't he say it? Of course he can. He's Donald Trump, and I back him on both of these retorts. What say you? 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. Standard message and data rate supply. We roll on with an update now on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Only two minutes out on Good Morning Orlando. Headlining a major national, indeed international, story that is breaking. Tech giants like Google, Facebook, Amazon, and Apple are coming under scrutiny from Congress. The House Judiciary Committee is launching a sweeping antitrust investigation into the tech industry. The investigation comes as the Justice Department and the Federal Trade Commission are moving to divide antitrust oversight of tech giants between the two agencies. Stay tuned for updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories for you all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Yeah, if you got the queen on the line, um, mm. we didn't want to wake her too early, but then again, it is 11.30 almost, <laughs> London time. Yeah, she should be awake by now. We were able to connect with her queen. Are you there, Your oh, Majesty? Oh, Yaffie, it's great. I love talking with you. We don't get together often enough, you know, and the Budman's back, and it's a wonderful thing. I've been listening on the iHeartRadio app over here. <laughs> 
I gotta tell you, I slept in this morning, Alan, cause I was bushed. I'll oh. tell you what, Trump was had me hiking all over the grounds. I'm telling you right now, I'm 93. I'm doing pretty well, but he, it was, it was pretty rough actually on the old queen, you know. Yeah. Well, your highness, you're doing very well, and I, I'm incredulous that there's no delay on the satellite feed over here. It's just. It's like you're right there. How do you do that? It's remarkable technology, you know. Only for the queen, though. Only the queen yes, gets access a, to that. I group. guess so. Private line, no delay at all, you know. <laughs> Can I tell you something? They're beating up on old Donald, and I don't like it one bit. You know, Melissa, I was, you know, did you look at, uh, <laughs> did you see the state dinner? Did you get any shots of the pictures of last night? I thought it was great, but the guy, Trump, he's like about four feet taller than I hey, am I, now. I did notice you that, know, I've yes. shrunk down a little over the years with the burden of the uh, of the throne for so many years, you know. The burden. But, but you know, you know. When I got in just the right angle under the sun, he's got that hair that kind of comes out like an awning. I've I gotten a right angle. I was right under the shade of Donald Trump. And I've got to tell you, I got through the day because of that hair. Everybody beats him up on the hair, but I like the hair, you know? Well, you know what? You had a nice hat also. I've always <laughs> got the hat and I got the purse. And there's still nobody on the planet knows what's in my purse you know it's just a but it's lovely to have him here but he's never got to move on you know please i mean you know it's just been you know nothing one thing after another i've had to look after you know and then you got you know harry and megan and they got some problems there and then you got the cockabamy mayor of london i say very rough very rough you know I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Yeah, I, I can tell. It sounds like Yeah, it. nobody's heard you talk this much in 30 years. <laughs> it's amazing how they drop right back to their cockney roots, isn't it? You know? Yeah, so, you know, you never forget your roots and all of that. But I can go highbrow when i got to give a toast at a dinner. But, you know, you catch me with my feet up in Buckingham Palace or out at Kensington. This is how the Queen sounds. And it's only revealed on the private line between... The Buckingham Palace on the 50,000-watt front porch. It'll be our secret. It'll be our yeah, little and secret. And I really i am not sure, Your Majesty, I want to see you with your feet up. Well, you well, listen, I'll, I'll feet cut the line, will you? I'm done with him. Last time we talked, I don't believe Spectre was part of your team there. This man's got an attitude on him. He does, you know. You know, it's American. I mean, I so like just... him. I listen to him, his elsewhere thing and all of that good stuff, you know. <laughs> But wow. geez, when you get him on there live for crying out loud, he's completely out of control. He's a loose cannon. Don't talk to me about Trump being off the rails. you got a rain inspector. That looks like you've done. You've got right, the queen I, all upset. I, uh, well, I appreciate the royal endorsement of elsewhere. All right, I got to go now. Philip wants to sit up, so I'll have to get with him. You That's going to take a while, yes, isn't it? it will. It's a project <laughs> every bye day. Bye. The jaws right. of life. Bye-bye, everybody. It's been a great time here. Great being with you on Good Morning Orlando. God save the Queen. Oh. Wow. God yes, God save, save the Queen. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we should have had her do some liners while we had her on. You know, you know we'll like... have to see if we can reconnect. <laughs> Whenever I'm in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts, gang? We don't mean to be disrespectful. We're just having a little bit of fun here in the morning. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm okay with the president because I think he was counterpunching. You know, if, 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 if. Meg, if Markle hadn't said those things during the campaign about him, he wouldn't have hit her back as being nasty. If the Muslim mayor of London, who's had a bug up his butt about Trump ever since the uh, Muslim ban here, uh, hadn't ripped him in an op-ed just as he was landing, Trump wouldn't have said a word 
And, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. I'm okay with it. I'm about to give up hope, though, that uh, President Trump will ever rise above these things and just let them go and move on. I think it would be oh. to his political advantage to do so. Yeah, but Alan, they were, that I guy do. pushed and pushed and pushed with the Markle thing. Yeah, yeah. Pushed it. I just, but, but he just, you know, I, I think overall a little less of that would be as to a political advantage because with an economy like this, you know, uh, Trump's base is holding, but he ought to be killing it. He ought to have a 60% approval rating right now. And sometimes you don't like to hear this if you're pro-Trump. He can be his own worst enemy with the broad a spectrum of voters he would need to attract in order to um, to be reelected. And Melissa, you say you can say he was pushed and pushed and pushed, but it's uh, in the end, it's up to President Trump as to how he's going to respond. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Anyway, great talking with the Queen, and great to be back with you and Alan. For folks just joining us here on the fifty thousand watt front porch, they're fortunate to have dodged all the silliness a moment ago <laughs> and uh, ready for some serious news. What do you got? Well, we got federal aid for the Panhandle finally on the way, and Orlando City Council approves that ban on plastics. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together, in just two minutes. Six twenty nine on Good Morning Orlando. Alan's here to update us on the news, and um, news broke in Congress last night. That is very good news for the hurricane-ravaged uh, areas of the Florida panhandle and beyond that. That's right, bud. Federal aid for the panhandle will be on the way as soon as President Trump signs a $19 billion disaster relief bill. That measure was passed by the House, and Republican 2nd District Congressman Neil Dunn said... It took way too long for his colleagues to act following Hurricane Michael. For eight months, I have hammered this Congress about the devastation and desperate needs in my communities. And month after month, one political excuse after another has been used to delay the emergency disaster supplemental. Dunn accused Democrats of holding up the money over their hatred for President Trump. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A love triangle appears to be behind a deadly shooting at a Walmart in Merritt Island. That shooting happened Sunday night inside the store on East Merritt Island Causeway. Deputies say Sean Robbins showed up there to confront manager Rashad Gibson over a woman before Gibson allegedly shot Robbins. Gibson has not been charged. Plastic straws will soon be banned from parks and public venues in Orlando. And that's not all. More from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. The Orlando City Council voted yesterday to ban not just plastic straws, but also plastic bags and utensils and styrofoam containers and cups. Orlando is the first city to ban all those products. And Mayor Buddy Dyer says he hopes other cities will follow Orlando's lead. The ban will take effect October 1st. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And we'll be asking you how you feel about that ban later in the show. Aramis Ayala's top assistant wants to replace the outgoing prosecutor, Deborah Barra, announcing that she's running to be Orange Osceola State Attorney in the Ninth Judicial Circuit. As Chief Assistant State Attorney, Barra oversees the day to day operations of Ayala's office. Ayala announced last week she will not seek a second term. A key witness in the Mueller Russia probe is under arrest in New York. A man mentioned more than 100 times in the redacted version of the Mueller report faces a charge of child pornography. But a prosecutor says George Nader is suspected of even worse crimes. He was arrested at JFK Airport in New York as he stepped off a flight from Dubai. Prosecutors accused Nader of possessing videos on his iPhone with boys as young as three years old. They also suspect him of the more serious crime of transporting underage children for the purpose of having sex. 
Carmen Roberts, Fox News. The Stanley Cup final is all even again. The Blues beat the Bruins 4-2 in Game 4 at St. Louis, nodding that best-of-seven series at two games apiece. Boston will host Game 5 on Thursday. WFLA News time is 6.36. Headlining an important um, health note right now, more than 40 new cases of measles have now been reported. That brings this year's total to 981, the worst outbreak of measles since 1992 in this country. The Centers for Disease Control working with affected state health departments in an attempt to control the outbreaks. Just a few measles cases um, here in the state of Florida at this point. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. We do it all morning for you, and good morning, Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. Can you handle a little presidential politics? Early on a Tuesday morning, hope so, because here it comes under the heading of an update on the Democrats' dilemma. Their front runner remains the old relative moderate, Obama's vice president, and two or three times failed presidential candidate on his own, Joe Biden. The real clear politics average of all the recent polls has Biden up by 18 and a half points in this race over the closest challenger. Socialist Bernie Sanders, he's at, um, you know, it's Biden 35-3 in all the polls recently. Sanders 16.8. Elizabeth Warren is next, and she doesn't even at double digits, 8.5, and it goes all the way down, and there's a couple of dozen of them. Um, So Biden looks like he's in great shape. But as I say, this guy has a record that's going to be hard to run on. Stuff's going to come up. He is uh, gaff-prone beyond imagination. And he is a time bomb, and I believe he will self-destruct along the way and will never be the nominee. He is 76. Some people are sharp as attack at 76. He seems to be prone to the mumblies more than ever. He seems kind of slow. He looks older than he is as I view it. But beyond that, and those are things that voters consider along the way, you know, I mean, they say, well, you know, Joe, I just don't know whether he's up to it. And, and people vote based on that. We'll see how it goes in the debates. But here's what's come up in the New York Times. I don't know if you caught up with this, but it hit me right between the eyes when I came back from being away. Um, Joe Biden lied in 1987 during his first of many runs for the Oval Office. This is an article in the New York Times. Uh, he claimed then that he marched in the civil rights movement, something he never did. And it's interesting, in the article, they go back to how the members of the campaign kept telling him, Joe, you got to be careful with this. You know you didn't actually march. But he said, no, 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 I'm going to be okay with this. Um, He had inflated his academic record. He was accused of plagiarizing in campaign speeches. And um, Biden called a Stop the Bleeding news conference that I remember watching in 1987 at which he vowed that day to fight on despite these issues. Biden was forced out of the race within a week. This whole house of cards with Biden, trust me, at some point will come crumbling down. And maybe this is a part of it. Let's listen to the Democrats' dilemma, part two, as we take you out to the California State Democrat Party Convention in the land of the left. Moderate Democrats running for president were booed off the stage for opposing socialism, this is last weekend, 
and government takeover of health care, Medicare for all, etc. First of all, hoping to be the younger, moderate voice of reason, Colorado Democratic Governor John Hickenlooper. Listen. If we want to beat Donald Trump and achieve big progressive goals, socialism is not the answer. I was reelected. I was reelected in a purple state. Went on and on and went. Here's former Maryland Congressman, Democrat John Delaney, trying to talk middle of the road sense to the extreme left wing of the Democrat Party at the state convention out in California. But we need, as Democrats, to build an economy that works. But it's got to be with smart policies. Medicare for all may sound good. But it's actually not good policy, nor is it good politics. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We should have universal health care. We should have universal health care, but it shouldn't be a kind of health care that kicks 150 million Americans off their health care. That's not smart policy. Man, oh man. I mean, these are moderate voices in the Democrat Party. That's where the Democrat Party is. They're way out there. And I don't think they've got anybody who can beat Trump unless the economy implodes, in which all, in which case all bets are off, okay? Short of that, he should be a cakewalk into re-election. So the Democrats are saying, on Congress, well, uh, yeah, yeah, that may well be right. They say behind closed doors, we're not going to be able to take this guy down and, on election day. We got to get him out now. We got to impeach him. Uh-oh, Democrats' dilemma part three. Very quickly, new CNN poll, only 41% support for impeaching Trump, 54% opposed to it. This isn't going to fly across the land politically. It will, it will come back on the Democrats big time if they try it. No question about it. And then there is that Republican-controlled Senate. If you impeach Trump in the House, I don't see you ever convicting him in the Senate. The Democrats' dilemma. Their hearts must be sinking. Do you agree with me that the Democrats are in big trouble in their efforts to deny Trump a second term? How do you see it? 407-916-5400. Text us at 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. We'll get Yaffe and Alan and Melissa cranked in on this in a moment right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes for you on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines out of Washington right now. The House Judiciary Committee is scheduling hearings on the report from Special Counsel Robert Mueller. The first hearing next week will focus on what the Democratic-led committee is calling presidential obstruction and other crimes. In a statement, New York Democrat Jerry Nadler, who chairs the committee, blamed the Trump administration for ongoing stonewalling and cover-ups. Nadler, as I say, chairs the House Judiciary Committee. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes on our Trump stories. We promise it on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I'm very open about it. I want Trump reelected to a second term. You know, I don't agree with his approach at times or whatever, but I think this guy has done an amazing job with the economy and against unimaginable political headwinds from people opposing him for no other reason 
then they will not accept the result of his victory over Hillary Clinton in 2016. It is incredible what he has been able to get done. So I look at it, Yaffe, and maybe with a jaundiced eye, because I, I definitely want Trump reelected. Um, uh, I think the Democrats have a dilemma on multiple fronts, as I laid it out, that is getting worse for them. Well, you talk about how the moderate Democrats were booed, and so you have most of them are these radical left Democrats running. But I think that's why they've been pushing Joe Biden, because they feel like he's the only moderate that could actually get through the primary and then beat Trump in the general. But I agree with you. I don't really see any of these people beating Trump. Trump's own worst enemy is not the Democrats. It's himself at times, like you said earlier in the show. Yeah, no question about it. Melissa, what about the Democrats' dilemma? <laughs> you know, most Democrats I talk to are talking about abstaining from the election entirely because right now there is nobody that they want to back, and I agree. You're telling me they won't vote, you're saying? That's what that, I'm hearing. That's essentially a vote for Trump. I hope they understand I that. Tried actually, to explain I tried that. Actually, I hope they don't understand that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I did right. try to explain, and they said, yeah, that a lot of, and a, a good amount of people that I've talked to yeah. said just, there's nobody out there in the Democratic field that impresses them or is speaking about any platform that even interests them. You know, it's interesting, Alan. We were just talking about it a moment ago, and you just came down the hallway from the newsroom uh, to get ready for the 7 o'clock update that we will have momentarily. Um, but it's interesting. You know, Biden's uh, lead is is wide over the rest of the field here. Uh, but he's, uh, you know, I, I, I still think he's not going to hold up well. And you've even suspected that he will not over the long haul of the campaign. It's, w- it's so early, bud. And, I mean, we've still, as I pointed out, we've got these uh, – Debates coming up at the end of the month in Miami. They'll they'll tell us much. They will, and uh, Mm -hmm. there's such a long way to go. And if we look back at past elections, you know, if you look at this point a year and a half out, uh, somebody always is the front runner, and rarely does that person... Uh, continue to be the front runner. Yeah, if Biden implodes very quickly, because I got to do a spot before we get back to you here. Yeah. What What's the default candidate for the uh, Democrats as you look at it now, or is it unknown? I have no idea. I think you're probably I, right to say I, that. I, I can't call it. It's so wide open at this point. Yeah. The latest on Trump's UK visit and a fatal crash involving a pedestrian and a deputy's car. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It is 7.01 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Great to be with you and great to be back here on a Tuesday morning at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the latest on the president across the pond in one minute. And do Florida's rules for older drivers need to be changed? We're talking about it next in the wake of two horrible tragedies. And it's coming right up on Good Morning Orlando. President Trump and outgoing British Prime Minister Theresa May are meeting at this hour at 10 Downing Street. The two holding talks as May is set to step down as leader of her political party this week after failing to get her Brexit plans passed. 
Before leaving Washington for his state visit to Great Britain, Trump voiced support for conservatives Nigel Farage and Boris Johnson to replace the prime minister. The day also will include protests. There are going to be activists from everything from climate change to reproductive rights, student activists. Thousands are planning to show up today and march toward Parliament Square. Even before the president landed in the UK, he was fighting with London's mayor, Sadiq Khan. Khan calling the president a global threat. President Trump tweeting Khan was a stone-cold loser. That's Fox's Laura Blanchard in London. Yeah, we are monitoring the uh, network line on this um, because it's five hours later and things are happening in the UK. And there are massive crowds of protesters in London. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A pedestrian is dead after getting hit by a deputy's patrol car in Orange County. The victim was hit last night while walking in Ocoee at State Road 50 and Blackwood Avenue. Neither the victim who died at the scene nor the deputy who was driving a marked car have been identified. No charges have been announced. A single vehicle accident in Seminole County leaves an Orlando man dead. According to the Florida Highway Patrol, 74-year-old Norm Torres was westbound on State Road 434 last night. It's not known why, but Torres lost control of his SUV and left the roadway, traveled over the curb, through the grass, and crashed into a business called The Window Place on 434. The FHP says there might have been a medical issue involved. Yeah, we're going to talk about this uh, because we had another a uh, fatal accident um, that involved an older driver over the weekend. And we're going to talk about what the rules are for older drivers and whether or not they need to be changed. Coming up. All right, bud. They used to be foster kids. Now they're learning to live on their own as they participate in workplace readiness training in Tallahassee this week. 18 to 24-year-olds who were part of the foster system, like FSU student Unique Castro of Fort Lauderdale, need workplace skills. I have aged out of foster care and I didn't have people there to tell me necessarily how I should be professional. After finishing a mentoring program, the former foster kids will get a part-time job working for the state at $10 an hour until next June. Gordon Bird, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. More than 40 new cases of measles are being reported. This brings this year's total to 981. It's the worst outbreak since 1992. The CDC is working with affected state health departments in an attempt to control the outbreaks. Apple is evolving. At an event Monday, Apple executives unveiled the latest in technology from the company. Apple CEO Tim Cook ushered in a new era with a new operating system to come, iOS 13, which promises more capabilities for iPhones and Apple Watches. There are new security features that also can keep users from entering personal information. But a huge change for Apple is with one of its most enduring apps. Cook says iTunes as we know it is going away for the future. iTunes is not one app, but three. Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and Apple TV. Apple is also making the App Store available on the Apple Watch and updating Apple Maps to compete with Google's product. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. WFLA News Time, 708. The Golden State Warriors just earned everyone in America a free taco from Taco Bell. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. Good Tuesday morning to you. The Bud Man here just... Back in town from my college reunion in upstate New York, it was a great time, sweet exhaustion, reconnecting with old friends. It's a wonderful thing, but 
I love being back on the 50,000-watt front porch with the best audience in talk radio tuning in and a great gang here that we have uh, on Good Morning Orlando now, best ever. My co-host, Alan Spector, executive producer, Mike Yaffe, and taking your calls and doing a million other things you don't even know are happening, uh, Melissa Fox, a.k.a. The Fox, 407-916-5400 is the number. Text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. We've had a couple of fatal accidents uh, in the last couple of nights um, at, at over the weekend and, and into yesterday at the hands of older drivers, okay? Now, we have a lot of fatal accidents in all age groups, okay, where people are responsible. But I want to talk to you about what the rules are in Florida for older drivers and whether or not you think they're fine as they are or whether or not they need to be changed and toughened up. We'll talk about it together, and it's coming your way. And an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic coming your way in just two minutes, 710 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlining a local story we'll be talking about with you in one hour. Plastic straws will soon be banned from parks and public venues in Orlando, but this ban goes further than others across the state. The Orlando City Council voted yesterday to ban not just plastic straws, but also bags, utensils, and styrofoam containers and cups. The ban takes effect October 1st. Uh, you'll find this uh, in the Amway Center, Camping World Stadium, and other venues run by in Orlando. And I have a real problem with it, and I'll explain why in our 8 o'clock hour. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. TM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m., News Radio 93.1. Talk about older drivers in Florida. Yeah, younger drivers cause accidents as well, but older drivers have problems that can sneak up on them. You know? Uh, your your health can change, your vision can change, your reflexes can change, your mental sharpness can change. You know, uh, at my college reunion, uh, I ran into um, uh, an, an older couple, and the wife said it was scary. He drove him up there, and he is apparently in the throes of very early Alzheimer's and blew through a stop sign, had no idea it was there. Could have killed them both, could have killed somebody else. She's about ready to try to take his keys away. If you've ever been down that road with anybody in your family, you know what a battle royal can ensue. Families have been blown apart by the conflict that arises when you try to take, you know, dad's keys away. We all understand that. But in the wake of a couple of fatal accidents involving older drivers, I went looking into what the rules are, and we'll talk about them very briefly and ask you and our team here whether or not you think these are sufficient to give the protections that are needed for older drivers and for those out on the road with them. The story Alan brought you here, we've got a man dead up in Longwood, 74 years old. Norm Torres um, went off 434 last night and crashed into a place of business. And nobody else was hurt, but he lost his life, age 74. This follows on the heels of 75-year-old Lagos Toth, who drove a car over the weekend in Volusia County that blew through a stop sign. He was in a van, actually, at 40 miles an hour and um, hit and killed Senior Deputy Frank Schofield of the Volusia County Sheriff's Office, one of the most revered officers in all of Volusia County. And um, he just plowed right into him and killed him. He had no chance. Came up behind him and just hit him at 40 miles an hour. Uh, I don't know how all of this is going to play out, but I can tell you that 
We lead the nation with more than 18% of our population 65 years or older. There are some special requirements and restrictions on older drivers. Let me run through them and tell you tell me, do anything, does anything you hear here needs to be changed, okay? In Florida, we require drivers age 80 or older to renew their licenses every six years. If you're 79 and younger, you can get a license that lasts eight years. I got to tell you, when you get into your 70s and your 80s, six or eight years is too long. Things can happen you're not even aware of. I just outlined them a moment ago. You know, if you're starting to develop dementia of some kind, it sneaks up on you. Your vision declines, it sneaks up on you. Your reflexes get slower, you have no idea. I mean, I'm telling you, I think we, we need people to stand for driver's tests more frequently when they get into their 70s and their 80s than six and eight years. In Florida, we accept requests from family members and others for the Department of Motor Vehicles to conduct unsafe driver investigations, bring in a doctor, you know, um, get some kind of an evaluation. And, uh, and, and ultimately, that can lead to somebody being denied the privilege of driving. So you tell me, do we need to change the driving rules for older drivers? I pose the question because of two fatal accidents involving older drivers where it is suspected in one a medical episode occurred and, you know, you can, have a st- you can have a stroke or a heart attack at any age. But the statistics would suggest you're more prone to these episodes as you get older. You know, and the other one, we don't know what happened. When the guy blew a stop sign at 40 miles an hour, well, you know, I mean, come on. That shouldn't happen, should it? So you tell me, is it time to toughen up Florida's rules for older drivers? I think so. I think more frequent road tests, we can debate how frequently. Um, and, and, and the license renewal period needs to be shorter because changes occur that a driver may have no idea are going on within him or her. That's where I stand on this in the wake of these twin tragedies. What do you think? 407-916-5400. Text line open, 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. Or do you think things are just fine the way they are? Let's talk. And we will right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you. Here in two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. This headline updating the uh, mass shooting in Virginia Beach over the weekend. The email the Virginia Beach shooting suspect sent before his attack is now public. Dwayne Craddock sent an email on Friday morning announcing he was putting in his two weeks notice to leave his position as an engineer with the city of Virginia Beach. The 40-year-old cited personal reasons for his departure, but said it has been a pleasure to serve the city. Motive for the massacre still under investigation. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. So in the wake of two terrible fatal accidents with older drivers behind the wheel in the last 48 hours or so in the immediate central Florida area, I went looking for the rules for Florida drivers. I, I, I told you that if you're 80 or older, 
Um, you have to have your license renewed every every six years, okay? It's every eight if you're under 80 years of age. And, um, you know, and, and also a vision test is required at renewal. I did not mention that before. That's important. You know, but when it comes to reflexes and all of this, this could only be tested, I think, by, you know, actually getting behind the wheel in a driving test. I know that's expensive to administer in a state this size, you know, or, or driving simulators or something here. Um, but I, I think that the drivers uh, need to be evaluated on a more frequent basis. Yeah, those gaps are way too long. If you look at, uh, well, it's eight years if you're under 80, that means you could go from age 79 to 87 without being tested or having to renew your license. That's a long gap there. It is. It is. And I, and I think it's dangerous. All right? And it's not just dangerous to the general driving public. It's dangerous to the older driver. And I, th- I think there are some people who get out behind the wheel and they know they shouldn't be behind the wheel. But i got to tell you, there are people who are behind the wheel who think they're just as good as they ever were. You know, i got to say, though, I think we need a more driver's test for the general population. Because when I'm on the road sometimes, it amazes me how people yeah, of all I, I, ages yeah. have no idea how Can't to drive. Can't argue with that. <laughs> but let's keep the focus on the special situation that a lot of older drivers experience with diminished reflexes, diminished vision, diminished mental capacity. That is a very slow change they may not be aware of that makes them a danger to themselves and others, and they have no idea, and they're not held to account for six, eight years. Now, statistically, people will tell you that drivers under 25 actually cause more accidents, but over 65, they do. The problem is that you get hurt more as you're older. The injuries that you amass are much bigger. Got some people on the text line there, Mike? All right, yeah. Go ahead. What do you got? Yeah, one person makes up a good point that if they do something like that, are they going to lower the cost of renewing the driver's license or are they going to suck the money out of them every time they have to renew it? They're going to suck the money out of you every time you have to renew it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much, yeah. What, are you kidding I, me? And I thought insurance. that was an interesting it's D- point, though. It's the state. It's the DMV, of course. <laughs> They're going to gouge you. No doubt about it. Texter says, I agree about the older drivers. However, when my nephew visited from New York, he said the problem Florida has is um, that you have very old drivers and very reckless young drivers on the road. Like I was saying, you have that spectrum. Yeah, and I'm not arguing that point. I'm trying to get a narrow focus here because the general issue of driving is is too vast here. We're looking at older drivers in the wake of these two stories in the news that you've been reporting, Alan, involving older drivers locally. Um, Anybody else on the text line? Uh, Yeah, I mean, a lot of people agree with you. Uh, One person, though, says... Like I said, feels like the threat is more with younger drivers than okay, it is with okay, older. Okay, I get that. But now let me just say something. One reason why it's going to be very hard to get any of this changed is older voters. Yep, that's what Older I was drivers sure. are older voters, and they are the most loyal. They vote at a much higher percentage than any other demographic group. And a lot of them are going to say, oh, no, you don't. You know, I've seen no, stubborn, stubborn you're not, people. You're not moving on me. You're not taking me off the road. Well, that's no. providing they can drive uh, to the polls. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, though, people will get their license suspended, older folks. You know who I'm talking about. And you still drive to the store. And you still put us in danger, even though you know you're not supposed to be driving anymore. There's no question there's that going on out there, too. That's a little harder uh, to police. The cops just got to mm-hmm. pick them up, you know, when they're weaving down the road or or blowing a well, stop sign. And you talk about uh, having to perhaps pay more fees or increased fees as you increase 
the rate of uh, renewal and, and testing. But, you know, driving is really a privilege. It's not a right. Not anybody can just get behind a wheel Don't and start. Don't tell me it's not my right, okay. Spencer, to get behind the wheel. <laughs> I've about heard enough of you and the rest of the gang there on Let- your on your 50,000 whatever freaking <laughs> porch you have there. Let me just uh, step off your lawn for a second, <laughs> sir. And, and, and speaking of that, what about the golf carts up there in the villages and stuff? Yeah, like what about them? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're always, a menace. They're running into each other all the time. Look at this. Texter, my mother just had her license renewed for six years on her, wait for it, 90th birthday. And what part of town? So just... mom's going to be in great shape when she turns 96, maybe for something other than driving. Mm. Ah. Want to know where to avoid. It's a little scary. Uh, we move on. You got any news over there, Spectre? Well, sir, as it happens... <laughs> Uh, The Panhandle is finally getting federal aid after Hurricane Michael. And in our Elsewhere segment, Jeopardy! James meets his match. Those stories and others and traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 7.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Alan, our um, fellow Floridians up in the Panhandle hit by Hurricane Michael are waking up to some very good news We'll share it with everybody. That's right, Bud. After months of debate, Congress has finally done its job. That's what Republican 2nd District Congressman Neil Dunn said after his colleagues finally passed a disaster relief bill that will benefit the panhandle. For my district, this bill comes almost eight months after Hurricane Michael destroyed 12 counties in Florida. Dunn blasted Democrats for holding the funding hostage over their hatred for President Trump. Trump is expected to sign the bill, which will provide more than a billion dollars to rebuild Tyndall Air Force Base. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. An inmate's death in Seminole County appears to be a case of suicide. Thomas Brill was found dead in his cell Sunday night at the county jail. The 56-year-old was apparently found hanging by a bedsheet and was taken to the hospital but could not be revived. He had been in jail less than a week after he was accused of stealing a car. There's good news for patients with advanced lung cancer. Immunotherapy is quadrupling their survival rate. The survival rate probably in 2008 or prior was less than 5%. It's up to 22% now because of immunotherapy. It's really exciting. That's University of Florida health physician Dr. Mary Markham, who is attending the annual meeting of the American Society of Clinical Oncology in Chicago. You can find patient education resources at cancer.net. You know, we recently reported, Bud, on Disney World helping employees go to school at UCF. Yeah. Now Walmart workers are about to receive some more educational perks. High school students who work at Walmart will be eligible for free SAT and ACT exam prep courses. They'll also be able to take free college classes through Guild Education, which works with nonprofit universities. Walmart offers college at a dollar a day for workers who were with the company for at least 90 days. It's just expanded that program beyond business degrees to cybersecurity and computer science. Three additional universities have joined the program, Purdue University Global, Southern New Hampshire University, and Wilmington University. Ginny Cosola, Fox News. College for a dollar a day. How about a Wally World and Disney World? Man, oh man, what a perk for Walmart to offer. The Stanley Cup final is now a best of three. The Blues scored a pair of third-period goals to beat the Bruins, 4-2 in Game 4 at St. Louis. The series tied at two alls. It shifts back to Boston on Thursday. 
and elsewhere. I know you missed that music, bud. I did. I danced to it in my head when I was far away. The party's over. James Holzhauer's run on Jeopardy has come to an end. The professional gambler lost in the final Jeopardy round in an episode that aired Monday. And uh, yesterday at this time, we gave you the spoiler alert because a clip of the uh, final Jeopardy uh, question and answer went online, went viral over the weekend. It was not an authorized clip. Got it. uh, But it it went online nonetheless and uh, gave away the ending. And uh, as we told you, academic librarian Emma Betcher broke Holzhauer's 32-game win streak, beating him by $20,000. Holzhauer won over $2.4 million during his run, And that's impressive, but he failed to surpass all-time record holder Ken Jennings, who won an astounding $2.5 million over his 74-game winning streak in 2004. But we haven't seen the last of James on Jeopardy. He'll be back next season competing in the Tournament of Champions. I mean, was he behind the whole game? I did not get to see it. I wanted to see it. I did not. What happened there? Yeah, he didn't get the daily doubles. That librarian, those librarians, they know their stuff. Yeah, they do. Yeah, she, she, went, was, she went for a true daily double yeah. at one point and uh, racked up uh, quite a bit of cash. And uh, it was, even if James had bet everything in Final Jeopardy, he still would have lost. She had that big of uh, enough of a lead. I'll be dog. I feel like Amazing. it was his exit plan. He was ready to go. You tired. think so? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Maybe Some... he bet on him against himself in Vegas. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> That's a thought, too. The professional Vegas gambler. What a story he was. The ratings must have been through the roof. My yeah. goodness. Consuming 25 cups of coffee a day is reportedly no worse for your heart than drinking one cup of coffee a day. No way. Wait till I hit Dr. Kronhaus with that. I'll have to get (laughs) his take on that on the house call Thursday. Yes, they're both going to print this out and take it with them the next appointment. Yes, I am. (laughs) This is is from researchers with the British Heart Foundation. They looked at more than 8,000 people who drank varying amounts of coffee and compared their MRI scans. The data seemed to contradict previous studies that suggested coffee stiffens arteries and increases the risk of heart attack. Wow. Woo-hoo. How many so, cups how many cups are you good for a day? Uh probably two to three. Yeah. I'm I'm I just have one now. Sometimes I've used to have one. What about it, Melissa? Yeah, about two to three as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're not drinking coffee. Well, I drink iced I have about one iced coffee a day. Do you? Okay. Okay. You just drink hot sauce out of the bottle. You know. Yeah. That's, that's how yeah, you get when your I buzz. wanna wake up, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> right. sky's the limit. Twenty five cups for everybody now. Every oh day. my. Wow. You know, if you get your coffee from the place with the golden arches, you won't need American money to buy it. This week, for just one day, for just a few hours, McDonald's restaurants across the United States will accept foreign currency. The fast food giant will promote its worldwide favorites menu from 2 to 5 p.m. local time Thursday. Participating restaurants will accept one piece of foreign currency per customer, and tomorrow, McDonald's will launch that worldwide favorites menu. That includes the Stroopwafel McFlurry from the Netherlands, the Grand McExtreme Bacon Burger from Spain, the Tomato Mozzarella Chicken Sandwich from Canada, and Cheesy Bacon Fries from Australia. 
I'm going to go look at my old coin collection. I'm going to something completely worthless in there that I want to trot out at McDonald's <laughs> right. and get the see old, if I can get something. Yeah, get yourself a Stroopwaffle McFlurry <laughs> from the, in. I want the Netherlands. Actually, the, all that stuff sounded good. Yeah, okay. Sounds so good. Find these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Look for Elsewhere. Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Okay, good deal. And... Uh, Fun and games right now. It's the sound judgment game. We play it once a day. It happens to be coming up just moments from now. And uh, the kids are out for the summer. How would you like to take them to the fabulous Orlando Science Center for the Nickelodeon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Secrets of the Sewer? It's a museum exhibit featuring the four heroic ninjas. A four-pack of tickets on us to the Orlando Science Center. You're looking for something to do with the kids or the grandkids? This is it, okay? And if you don't have any kids or grandkids, win the prize and give it to somebody close to you that's got kids or grandkids. This is a great prize, and we're playing the game in just a moment. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. Toll free, 866-916-5400. 400 sound judgment after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. And that's only two minutes out here on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines of you just joining us right now. Big story developing. Tech giants like Google, Facebook, Amazon, and Apple are coming under scrutiny from Congress. The House Judiciary Committee is launching a sweeping antitrust investigation into the tech industry. The investigation coming as the Justice Department and the Federal Trade Commission are moving to divide antitrust oversight of tech giants between the two agencies. Stay tuned for updates on that and our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Sound judgment game. We're ready. We have contestants lined up on the 50,000-watt front porch. I still have an opening on that toll-free line, so grab it. Um, Again, it's free. Uh, 1-866-916-5400. And the prize, Melissa. <laughs> Turtle power. You scared him with that one. It's a four-pack of tickets to the Orlando Science Center Nickelodeon's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Secret of the Sewer. It's a museum exhibit with our four heroic ninja turtles. You can join the team. You train along with the turtles and Master Splinter. It's an underground lair. You discover the importance of teamwork, creative thinking, training, humor. Cowabunga, dudes. You can win it right now with sound judgment. Yeah, and the lines are now full. And if you're trying to get in... And you're frustrated with a busy signal, wait for a wrong answer, we'll open a line. If you grab it quickly enough, you could be in at 407-916-5400. Our sound judgment question today arises from last night's state dinner in London's Buckingham Palace. I want you to listen to the sound of Queen Elizabeth offering a toast to President Trump, followed by the start of his remarks, and then use your sound judgment to name the first U.S. president Queen Elizabeth ever met with during her long reign on the British throne. Ladies and gentlemen, I invite you all to rise and drink a toast to President and Mrs. Trump, to the continued friendship between our two nations, and to the health, prosperity, and happiness of the people of the United States. Your Majesty, Melania and I are profoundly honored to be your guests for this historic state visit. Thank you for your warm welcome. 
for this beautiful weather, <laughs> your gracious hospitality, and your majesty's nearly seven decades of treasured friendship with the United States of America. And our question to you on sound judgment, name the very first U.S. president Queen Elizabeth ever met with as queen. Ready? Let's start on that toll-free and go down from there. Toll-free, you're up. Name that president. Adolf Hitler. No. No, I'm sorry. It's not. Uh, how about the uh, toll-free still open at 866-916-5400 now? Line four, name that president. Line four, please name that president. Line four. Ford. General Ford. No, but thanks for trying. Open line 407-916-5400. It's earlier than Ford. She's been around a long time. Line three, you're up next. Name that president. James, James Garfield. No, it's a little later than that. It's in between Garfield and Ford. Alan, <laughs> there's quite a few presidents in yeah, there. Yeah, just a couple. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. She's old. But... So much for the smartest audience in talk radio. We're having a tough morning here, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't been around that long, you know. Garfield goes way back. Yeah. You know, sure. I don't, I'm not happy with the way this game is going, Yaffe. I might hang up, you know. Garfield, of course, shot by a disgruntled office seeker. Yes, and I like 1881 or something. I was just a kid. Oh, stop. All right, let's go back to line two. Name the president first to meet with Queen Elizabeth when she was queen. Eisenhower. Yeah, there you got go. it. There you go. 1953, I think it was. Finally, thanks for saving the day. What's your first name? It's Ron. Ron, from what town? Apopka. Beautiful. You're going to the um, Science Center for the Ninja Turtles exhibit. You got anybody in mind to go along with you? I got my little granddaughter. Yeah, you see, that's a natural. You're going to love that. And maybe yep. a couple of friends can come along as well. Ron, thanks for being a part of our show. Congratulations on winning Sound Judgment. All right, bud. Thank you. Now, don't go away. You and Melissa will work things out off air. You know, Yoffy, I'm not going to be calling in anymore on this show. If we're going to have that kind of thing, I'll not go back as far as James. What was that? Garfield, was it? Yeah, Garfield. Ooh, that's a long time ago. Yeah, I think he hated Mondays, too. Yeah. What was that? That's a, a different Garfield, actually. Yeah, Loved I, lasagna. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, I think it's the cat. You're talking about the cat now, aren't you? Yes. Ooh. You got me, Queen. You're all so funny. You know, we love it over here, this side of the pond. Everybody's moping around and hate Trump and all of that stuff. The weather's always lousy. I tune in here in the morning, and it's all bright and wonderful on your 40, 50, how many, how many watts you got? Uh, we're up to 50,000 50 right now. now. Yeah. Well, I love it. Crank up the juice. I'm loving it over here. Keep it up. Keep it up. Oh, there she goes. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just is we have an open line to Buckingham Palace. She just pops in whenever she wants. It's Yaffe the Great. That's why we call him Yaffe the Great. Oh, he's behind it. There we go. All right. Blame him. Yeah, he's looking at the <laughs> clock and saying, Bud Man, you're burying us right now. For those of you just joining us, updating a terrible tragedy here. A baby girl dead after what police call just an awful accident in Altamont Springs. Police say the child, four months old, was with her parents on the sidewalk on Maitland Boulevard Sunday night when a car hit them. The girl was taken to the hospital where she was pronounced dead and her parents are still hospitalized. The driver remained on the scene. Um, at last report, uh, we had no word on an arrest. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. 
Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m., News Radio 93.1. Good morning, Orlando. With you until 9 o'clock, of course, the whole gang here, and then Yaffe will be back with his own show for the ride home. PM Orlando, set it up, Yaffe. Well, yeah, we'll be covering whatever happens across the pond as uh, Trump is meeting with Theresa May right now. And uh, if anything big breaks, we'll cover that. Local, national, you name it. PM Orlando, 5 to 6 p.m. All your traffic, weather, everything you need to know. My co-host, Alan Spector, ready with the news. What you got? Bud, protests break out as the president visits the U.K. and fatal crashes in Seminole and Orange counties. Those stories and others and traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 8 o'clock on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to be back with you here on a Tuesday morning at 8 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, Trump and protesters in the U.K. More in one minute. A Florida teacher posts test answers in a classroom. You okay with that? Orlando bans plastic cups and straws. You okay with that? Let's talk next on Good Morning Orlando. As President Trump continues his state visit to the United Kingdom, a large number of protests have broken out in London. Protester Kaya Marr says the president does not align with her values. Honestly, he stands for everything that I really, really loathe. Um, racism, misogynist, um, anti-LGBTQ+. Uh, he's just everything that I really detest. The president meeting today with outgoing Prime Minister Theresa May. They'll hold a news conference later this hour. Later this week, Trump will be taking part in D-Day ceremonies in Normandy, France. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump is getting a win in court in his efforts to get money to pay for a border wall. A federal judge denied a request to block Trump from diverting money slated for other purposes toward building a wall on the border with Mexico. House Democrats sued the Trump administration over the president's declaration of a national emergency at the border, opening up those funds. And the judge said the House lacked standing. Yeah, if you want border security, that's good news and good news for the president. And I have more good news on the border later in this hour. A 74-year-old Orlando man is dead after a single vehicle accident in Seminole County. The Florida Highway Patrol says Norm Torres was westbound on State Road 434 last night. For an unknown reason, possibly a medical issue, Torres lost control of his SUV and left the roadway went over a curb through the grass and crashed into a business called The Window Place on 434. The accident remains under investigation. In Orange County, a pedestrian is dead after getting hit by a sheriff's deputy's patrol car. Rory O'Neill reports from our newsroom. The victim was hit last night while walking in Ocoee at State Road 50 and Blackwood Avenue. Neither the victim, who died at the scene, nor the deputy who was driving a marked car have been identified. So far, no charges have been announced. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Several guests are complaining that Universal Orlando Resort was slow to respond after they were electrically shocked on their feet while walking at the Volcano Bay attraction. Universal has only said that several employees were taken to the hospital as a precautionary measure, blaming the incident on technical issues. Boy, electricity and water don't mix. That's pretty scary, Alan. Yep. Mm. 
Apple, holding its 2019 Worldwide Developers Conference in San Jose, California, and CEO Tim Cook announcing that Apple is taking iTunes in a new direction. The future of Apple Music, our iTunes is not one app, but three. Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and Apple TV. Apple also announced a new operating system for the iPhone. It will feature a dark mode that is supposed to be easier on the eyes. Siri also gets an upgrade. The voice will sound more natural and work better with Apple products when it comes to texting, phone calls, and sharing content with friends. WFLA News Time is 8.07. These stories and more online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. But heading around on Spectre, Mike Yaffe and Melissa Fox. Great to be back with you. Went up north for my college reunion, grabbed a couple of days. Thanks to Mark Logos for hosting last Thursday and Friday in my absence and Yaffe doing um, that duty yesterday. What about Siri? I mean, what happens to the woman who's been doing Siri who, like, I mean, there is a woman who does Siri, right? I mean, she's like out of a job now? <laughs> well, uh, they're not saying, I, I don't think specifically that that person is being replaced. They say the voice will sound more natural. So I guess techni- technologically they're nope, she's improving. Fired. She's done? It's okay. over. What about him, Melissa? She'll be I mean, joining she... the AOL You Got Mail guy driving Uber cars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't understand. Boy, that's a good Siri. You know, you ought to put a bid in there. We might lose you in the bargain, but it would be exciting if you became the next Siri. Well. <laughs> eh? That was good. I had a frightening thought. Okay. Don't. What if they replace Siri with uh, Queen Elizabeth's voice? Oh, dear. <laughs> you know, I got the rights to that voice. I've earned it. I've been on the freaking throne, you know, for more than 60 years. And I've got the line open over here. Yoffy's keeping it open, Spectre, so don't start working me over. Well, there could be a few extra shillings in it for you if you lend your uh, voice to it. You know, uh, I'm so glad. Oh, Trump was fine. It was great. We got him out of there last night. Now he's Theresa May's problem. They got some kind of news conference coming up, so I'm going to hang up right now so I can listen to it. All right. Well, thanks for that news update. Oh, it's always great listening to you fellas and gals on the... 50,000 watt front porch or whatever you call I it. Thought you were, I thought you were busy and had to go. Why are you still talking? All right, bye-bye. <laughs> See, that voice telling you to turn right, you know, while you're using the GPS, it's hard, good. Hard to miss. <laughs> mm. Anyway, on a little bit more serious note, Orlando has just decided that they're not going to let you have plastic straws or styrofoam cups or plastic forks at any of their venues. What do they get off doing that without us having a say? Let's talk about it next, shall we? And we will. And we'll bring you an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. 810 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines, little breaking news update right now. As President Trump continues his uh, trip in the U.K., he and outgoing British Prime Minister Theresa May, according to Fox, will hold a joint news conference at 8.45 our time, almost exactly 30 minutes from now. Updates at least every 10 minutes of the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. A couple of things from the What's Bugging the Bud Man file here. 
Um, caught this headline in the Sentinel. Orlando bans single-use plastics and polystyrene at venues and parks, including Amway Center, Camping World Stadium, and Dr. Phillips Center. Um, this was engineered by Mayor Buddy Dyer and his human rubber stamp, a.k.a. the city commission. Okay? City council, the city commissioners, as they call it. I mean, they unanimously signed off on this policy Effective October 1st, no longer will Orlando or its contractors, it is reported in the Sentinel, use items such as plastic straws, bags, plastic knives, forks, spoons, and styrofoam food containers and cups at any city parks and venues. Um, Plastic straws will be available upon request for customers with disabilities and gatherings like family reunions and birthday parties with fewer than 100 participants, will be exempt, though encouraged to comply. It's all about the environment. Did anybody ask you or ask me? I say, well, you know, if you don't like it, don't don't come, don't drink, don't eat, whatever. But, you know, I don't have another choice. There's no other Camping World Stadium. There's no other Amway Center. I mean, shouldn't we have a choice? Should government be able to tell us, you know, what what we can have and what we can't have. It seems to me, Yaffe, that they shouldn't be able to get away with that. You know, when I have a problem with the way Buddy Dyer and company do business. I mean, he wanted the Johnny Reb Civil War statue out from around Lake Eola. He took a little bit of heat from an activist in town. Bang, he just did it. You know, nobody got to vote on that. The public didn't get to weigh in. It was just done. Years ago, when he was reelected in 2005... He wanted to level the Jaymont block in the heart of downtown Orlando for, you know, for rehab and reconstruction. And he did it in the dead of night, in secret. And you woke up, you know, to the ruins in the morning. It's an outrageous way to do business. And we keep reelecting this guy, and this is the way he does business? This is like a dictatorship or something with a rubber stamp uh, city commission makes me crazy. Any thoughts on that? Well, I was just going to say the problem is they keep reelecting him. But, of course, we don't have a say here if we live in Seminole County or just the outside suburbs of Orlando. We don't get to say on if Buddy Dyer is still there. So Where do we they, get, get, where, where do they get off just essentially unilaterally the mayor deciding to do this and getting rubber stamped by the good old city council? You know, come on, Melissa. We've seen this for too many years. We ought to have a choice, it seems to me. If they want to go environmental, fine. All right? But whatever else, you know, whatever other way to do this. uh, It's only downtown Orlando. Uncle Bud, just avoid it. No. These are big venues. I want to go see concerts. I want to go see see a magic game. I want to go see a football game. Whatever it happens to be. Well, with all due respect, you can always claim medical reasons, and they will give you a plastic straw. Oh, yeah, I know. You know, I'm just saying, it just seems like arrogance to me, and I don't like it. Uh, Anybody else have a problem with that, or is this much ado about uh, nothing to you? And you're just fine. Buddy can do whatever he wants to do, and old Bud He just needs to shut up and stop complaining about it and take it like a man. Is that where you are? 407-916-5400. The text line 23680 with standard message and data rate supply. And while I'm at it, there's something else that's bugging the bud man this morning. There's a Florida teacher who posted test answers in the classroom for his students and says he thought it was okay to do it. What? Coming right up after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes for you on Good Morning Orlando. 
Local headlines for those of you just joining us, updating a heartbreaking story. A baby girl is dead after what police call a terrible tragedy in Altamont Springs. Police say the girl was with her parents on the sidewalk on Maitland Boulevard on Sunday night when a car hit them. The girl was taken to the hospital. She was pronounced dead there, and her parents are still hospitalized. The driver remained on the scene. No arrests uh, have been announced. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. So you've heard my harangue on this plastic straw and plastic cup, plastic knife, fork, spoon, ban at all Orlando venues, you know, ordained by Mayor Dyer and rubber-stamped by the city council. I just have a problem with that. Well, you, you know, know, with the ticket prices they charge at the Amway Center, seems like we could have a silverware. Yes. As, as opposed to plasticware. Yes, sterling silver. You That's know. what we need. <laughs> it's a great point for what they charge there, Alan. But here's what else is bugging the bud, man, and I wonder what anybody else thinks about this. If you want to weigh in on the on the plastic ban, 407-916-5400 is the number. Texters 23680, a standard message and data rate supply. So... Over in the Tampa area suburb of Riverview this past school year, they were having district exams. And 40-year-old teacher Isaac Anderson, who since resigned, by the way, at Spato High School, told administrators when students turned him in on this that he believed test security rules only applied to state exams and not for those given by the district, that you could not reveal the answers in any way, shape, or form to students who were taking the test, which kind of sounds like, you know, testing 101, doesn't it? Well, that's a test. Yes. To see what you know. Yes, yes, yes. Not, <laughs> with, what, not what you can read off yes, the cue cards. Without assistance. You know. What you can recall. And he said, well, yeah, yeah, I get that with state exams, but district exam like this, I couldn't cover all of the material, so I put some of the answers up there in the classroom. Uh, amazing. Posters containing the answers to test questions on classroom walls. Well, administrators got suspicious because all of a sudden the scores in his class went through the roof. How about that? And he thought it was okay. <sighs> a Florida man. There you go. For your elsewhere segment, Alan, but I yeah. grabbed it first. You can you know, have it. <laughs> what, what do you get off thinking it's okay? Wait, you've never heard of an open book test? Is that a little bit but different? But that's not what this is. It's a standardized test. Oh. I want to know. Um, I bet though. How how do they find out about this? Do one of the kids tattle? I bet the other kids were really mad well, yeah, at that one well, from kid. What I, from what I understand, <laughs> they investigated because they said, well, "Why are these test results always much higher than they used to be?" Four students uh, okay. agreed to cooperate. Four of them turned them in, told them what happened in the <laughs> class, and 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 he was forced to resign. But he thought it was okay. Yeah, I don't even understand yeah. that. Maybe it's a response to the standardized testing. Hey, on the issue where I said, you know, what am I supposed to do on this uh, plastic band? It just kind of like shut up and take it. Did did uh, did Mayor Dyer actually text? We don't know who's <laughs> yeah, texting. I, I think that, that was yeah. who. Yeah, texted what does it say? In, what does says, it say? Shut up, Bud Man, and take it. Yeah, it's got to be Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy's texting in as he's listening. Any other thoughts on all of this? Either one of these things well, that are bugging me. Got a lot of different texts on the plastic straw band. One person said, "How about they focus on other things like." Trying to fix city streets, reducing crime, homelessness, starving kids, etc. So there you go. This is my favorite, though. Plastic straws issue. It's an epidemic of the uh, government officials needing to look like they are caring about the environment, 
I recently served a paper straw. I got one at the, a coffee shop. It was drooping, unusable, in five minutes before I could even finish my drink. Yeah. Well, I wonder how it's going to play if, if people have all kinds of problems at Camping World and at Amway Center with these, you know, with these mushy straws and cups that dissolve in your hand. I wouldn't be surprised if they just don't have straws. They'll, they'll have paper cups and no straws. You watch. That'll be what they do. It's interesting. I can't remember the last time I used a straw at home, drink anything. It's funny. When you go out, you always have a straw. You get a soda, you have to get a straw. I don't, I don't get that. Well, it's got... if. I have to have a lid when I get cups because it'll. I'll spill it. You get a little sloppy. The yeah. straw is a, is a sanitation <laughs> thing when you're out. That's why. Anyway. Yeah, because you're not uh, drinking directly out of the glass or cup. Thank you, Alan. You can put the old straw in there, which has uh, supposedly been untouched by human hands until you touched it to take it out of its little wrapper. Yeah, yeah. She loved to shoot those wrappers at people. It used to fly. My five-year-old granddaughter does that. She's always peppering me with the straw wrappers. <laughs> yeah. It is you, fun. You're taking me back to fifth grade. Thanks. Spitballs. <laughs> We're getting ready for President Trump and outgoing British Prime Minister Theresa May to hold a joint news conference scheduled for the next half hour. We're keeping an eye on that. And, Alan, you're keeping an eye on everything else. Federal aid to the panhandle finally on the way. And uh, more on that plastic ban in Orlando. Those stories plus our Elsewhere segment and traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 829 on Good Morning Orlando. My co-host Alan Spector alongside the Bud Man here with Yaffe and Melissa in the control room. Alan has some great news for folks in the hurricane-ravaged areas of the Florida Panhandle. And they've been waiting for it for some time, bud. Federal aid to the Panhandle will be on the way as soon as President Trump signs a $19 billion disaster relief bill. That measure passed by the U.S. House, and Republican 2nd District Congressman Neil Dunn said it took way too long for his colleagues to act following Hurricane Michael. For eight months, I have hammered this Congress about the devastation and desperate needs in my communities. And month after month, one political excuse after another has been used to delay the emergency disaster supplemental. Dunn accused Democrats of holding up the money over their hatred for President Trump. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A love triangle appears to be behind a deadly shooting at a Walmart in Merritt Island. That shooting happened Sunday night inside the store on East Merritt Island Causeway. Deputies say Sean Robbins showed up at Walmart to confront manager Rashad Gibson over a woman before Gibson allegedly shot Robbins. Gibson has not been charged. As we've been talking about, plastic straws will soon be banned from parks and public venues in Orlando. And that's not all. More from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. The Orlando City Council voted yesterday to ban not just plastic straws, but also plastic bags and utensils and styrofoam containers and cups. Orlando is the first city to ban all those products, and Mayor Buddy Dyer says he hopes other cities will follow Orlando's lead. The ban will take effect October 1st. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Aramis Ayala's top assistant wants to replace the outgoing prosecutor, Deborah Barra, announcing she's running to be Orange Osceola State Attorney in the Ninth Judicial Circuit. As Chief Assistant State Attorney, Barra oversees the day to day operations of Ayala's office. Ayala announced last week she will not seek a second term. 
A key witness in the Mueller Russia probe arrested in New York. A man mentioned more than 100 times in the redacted version of the Mueller report faces a charge of child pornography. But a prosecutor says George Nader is suspected of even worse crimes. He was arrested at JFK Airport in New York as he stepped off a flight from Dubai. Prosecutors accused Nader of possessing videos on his iPhone with boys as young as three years old. They also suspect him of the more serious crime of transporting underage children for the purpose of having sex. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. The Stanley Cup final is all even again. The Blues beat the Bruins 4-2 in Game 4 at St. Louis, nodding the best-of-seven series at two games apiece. Boston will host Game 5 on Thursday. And elsewhere... Remember this TV show? That's the theme from The Sopranos. Such a big hit for HBO a few years back. And the New Jersey house made famous in The Sopranos TV series is now for sale. Ah. It's on Aspen Drive in North Caldwell, New Jersey. That's where Tony Soprano called home, and it's listed at nearly $3.5 million, according to the New York Times. Costs thirty-four grand in property taxes each year. Patty and Victor Reccia didn't say how much they were paid for their home to be used throughout several seasons. When James Gandolfini, who played Tony Soprano, died in 2013, fans left a memorial at the curb in front of that house. Wow. But I know what a big fan you are of hip-hop music. Oh, huge. Yeah, and you'll be happy to know the world of hip-hop music has its first billionaire. Forbes says Jay-Z's successful companies, investments, music catalog, and real estate holdings total $1 billion. He is the first hip-hop artist to reach a net worth of 10 figures and one of few entertainers to reach that status. Additionally, Jay-Z's wife, Beyonce, has her own little nest egg, a net worth valued at $350 million. They ought to be in pretty good shape, you yeah, know, they, when they decide to hang them up. They can afford plastic forks. <laughs> and fi- finally, people in the Netherlands are breaking a Guinness World Record for the largest gathering of tall people. Last Thursday, a total of 850 vertically gifted people gathered at Galgenward Stadium in the city of Utrecht. The Guinness rules categorize tall women as being at least 5 feet 9 inches and men at least 6 feet 2 inches. A 2016 study found that Dutch men are the tallest in the world, averaging 6 feet in height. Dutch women are second to Latvian women, averaging 5 feet 5 inches. So what do they do? Just get together and look at each other and that's it? Nothing happens? You're a tall drink of water. Hey, you are too. Hey, how's the weather up there? Hey, (laughs) you should know you're up here too. Hey, Frida, how tall are you? I think it's very discriminatory against short people. Yes, so do I. What about the age of inclusion, Melissa? This is discriminatory. Apparently we (laughs) fell short. We're all over the... Oh, (laughs) yeah. Fell short. On that note, I think we should get out. You can find these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Look for Elsewhere. Elsewhere. 
with six-foot-tall Alan Spector. Yeah, the one and only. In a moment, I got some good border news. Um, I got one thing and I got another thing. And wow. I want to share both things with you. That's two things. Yes, it is. <laughs> we can handle the math as long as the numbers are small. And then we have um, a live report on what's going on with Trump in the U.K. He's moments away from a a news conference without going Prime Minister Theresa May. So we have our eyes on that, but we have a live reporter coming on in just a moment. Much, much to do and not much time to do it. Well, you got two things coming up. I mean, that's a lot. We sure do. More and, than one. Uh, we'll get to them <laughs> after we get to a couple of more things. Traffic and weather. And, and one more thing, too. And that would be news. And they all come together wow. in not one, but two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Alan and I were discussing, we got two things for you on border security. Here is the first thing in our headlines. President Trump getting a win in court in his efforts to get money to pay for a border wall. A federal judge has denied a request to block Trump from diverting money slated for other purposes toward building a wall on the border with Mexico. This is a big deal. House Democrats sued the Trump administration, you recall, over the president's declaration of a national emergency at the border, opening up those funds. The judge, though, said the House lacked standing. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Now, here's the other thing on the border here that I really like, and you will too if you are in for border security that we desperately lack. President Trump has, um, as you know, threatened to impose progressively stiffer tariffs on Mexican goods coming into this country if Mexico does not implement stronger controls to hamper the flow of these migrants streaming out of Central America, nations like El Salvador and Honduras and Guatemala through Mexico unimpeded, and then, of course, coming over our open border here. And he can't get the wall built, but the president, you know, he's always got ideas and he's got a, a great team that is always thinking. And it looks like this is working because the president is going to slap a 5% tariff on Mexico on the 10th of June next Monday on Mexican goods. And if Mexico does not take effective action to control this flow of migrants, uh, through their country from Central America to our country, the tariff then increases by 5% each month until it hits a crippling 25% on the 1st of October. The Mexican president, um, Obrador, uh, apparently is getting the message, hinting over the weekend that he is prepared to tighten migration controls, reach a deal with Trump to prevent the tariff implementation. This is what Reuters is reporting the president of Mexico quoted as saying, we're doing all we can to reach a deal through dialogue. We're not going to get into a trade war, a war of tariffs and taxes. So, you know, the president's got this, this hammer. Then he's using it to balance the books on trade with countries, but also to get some policy changes done that we can't get done through the Democrat-controlled House of Representatives that's invested in nothing other than resisting Trump at every turn and making him a one-term president. So, Yaffe, pretty good stuff. Pretty good border news here this morning, I would say. And uh, he is smiling at me in the control room, so my executive producer, 
agrees. We have a live report that is coming up here in just a moment on the um, situation with the president over in the U.K. A live report on Trump in the U.K. After we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, a final time for you here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines for you right now. If you're just joining us, the email, the Virginia Beach mass shooting suspect sent before his attack is now public. Dwayne Craddock sent an email Friday morning announcing he was putting in his two weeks notice to leave his position as an engineer with the city of Virginia Beach. The 40-year-old cited personal reasons for his departure, but said it has been a pleasure to serve the city. Then the shooting rampage, 12 dead, including him, motive, Still not clear. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in the top stories. We'll do it all morning long right here on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And good morning, Orlando. Bud Hedinger, Alan Spector, Mike Yaffe, Melissa Fox with you from 6 until 9. Charging toward the finish line right now. We have been monitoring the uh, network video line right now and are anticipating, Yaffe, uh, that we're going to very shortly have a live news conference. They're five hours later than we are here, so it's, you know, coming up on, um, I don't know, uh, 2 o'clock out there in the U.K. between Trump and outgoing Prime Minister Theresa May. So we are anticipating that and a live update on all that's going on with a presidential visit in uh, in the UK. Yeah, so far they're still meeting behind closed doors. Uh, um, but eventually, any minute now, they're supposed to come out and have this press conference. Yeah. It's be interesting uh, what they talk about. Yeah. We talked about it a, a lot early on. And um, you know what we might do? How about if you were to, to queue up the sound that we played for folks who were with us in the six o'clock hour? Uh, very nice exchanges between 93 year old Queen Elizabeth, who has greeted presidents back to Eisenhower. <laughs> And, and President Trump, you know, white tie and tails. He really looked terrific. Melania, of course, it goes without saying. And the Queen is just a remarkably durable figure who always seems to know just the right tone to strike. Here last night was the Queen proposing a toast to the President and the people of the United States. Visits by American presidents always remind us of the close and long-standing friendship between the United Kingdom and the United States. And I'm so glad that we have another opportunity to demonstrate the immense importance that both our countries attach to our relationship. And then these well-chosen words from the president. This evening, we thank God for the brave sons of the United Kingdom and the United States who defeated the Nazis and the Nazi regime, and liberated millions from tyranny. The bond between our nations was forever sealed in that great crusade. As we honor our shared victory and heritage, we affirm the common values that will unite us long into the future. Freedom, sovereignty, self-determination, the rule of law, and reference for the rights given to us by Almighty God. 
That was last night, the state dinner at Buckingham Palace, the president's trip to the U.K., and, of course, um, to observe the 75th anniversary of D-Day later on this week continues. How about a minute right now with the man working the foreign desk for us, our fine news radio WFLA correspondent Michael Bauer. Get us up to date. News conference coming, right? Yeah, but man, they're expected to have that news conference. They were expecting to have it moments ago on the outside of 10 Downing Street. However, the weather is not necessarily agreeing with them, so they're calling an audible right now and may either hold off a little bit longer to see if the weather passes or they may have to move it inside. But at least at this point, it's just on hold while the weather is kind of working itself out. This after the uh, Prime Minister Theresa May and President Trump had a meeting this morning uh, with both American and British corporate executives and CEOs from places like Barclays, J.P. Morgan, Lockheed Martin, and the President and, and, and Prime Minister indicating they would love to have a bilateral trade deal, but the president said he wouldn't want to do that until Brexit was done and taken care of, which we know isn't going to happen with Theresa May, certainly before she steps down Friday as the Prime Minister of the U.K. Right. And hey, listen, Michael, I got to go. We're just flat out of time. We got yeah. a special announcement from iHeartRadio that we have to go to in a moment. I know that the president will be uh, making his way through the U.K. and then over to France to observe the 75th anniversary of D-Day. And we thank you for the update from the Foreign Desk, our correspondent, Michael Bauer. Thank you, sir. Thanks, bud, man. You bet. That'll do it. We're wrapping a little early here for a very special announcement from iHeartRadio. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.